Hello, and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Fade Me. And thank you for joining us as always. Well, we don't know the official results for Saturday yet, but we do have a chip, a chair, and a chance to have a profitable day. We'll update the official results in the show notes once everything does go official. Having to drop this podcast a little early. The wife says I need to socialize tonight, not watch the games, and we need to go out for Halloween for a bit. So let's recap what we do know. We were oh so close to going a perfect 3-0 on our Sunday four-pack on Saturday. We cashed on Notre Dame plus the three outright winner at Syracuse. We cash on Central Florida in a pick'em game. They finally give Cincinnati a conference defeat. And then the final leg that we needed to hit was West Virginia. We had them at plus seven. They're down three points with less than 30 seconds to go. It's a fourth and one for TCU at the 29-yard line. I'm thinking worst case scenario, what? They break a run and he scores a touchdown. Never in my wildest imagination did I expect TCU in that spot to throw it into the end zone for a touchdown. I'll tell you what, my entire time betting football, I can guarantee you this. I've never had a team that was laying seven, up three, with less than 30 seconds to go, add on to get over the seven-point cover with a pass. I've had a few people break loose with a run, but never on a pass. Sonny Dykes, you own me. I cannot beat you. You find a way every which way possible to beat me. Oh, I'm not going to bet against TCU anytime soon. So that one hurt. I added four games on Saturday. I regret doing so. I added Penn State. That was the only one I got home. And if I would have lost that game after Penn State played so well for three quarters, I I don't know what I would have done. I would have been a, a very depressed person. I'll just put it that way because I deserve better. I got the late back door, so I did get the cover in the end. But when Ohio State hit the gas, oh, boy, that's a good football team. That fourth quarter was one to remember for the Buckeyes. Mac football, I may have to have my daughter pick the games next week. I was terrible with Maction football last year. I spent probably a half hour on each of these games picking these dogs. And I wasn't even close. Akron had no chance against Miami of Ohio. That's a winless football team in conference for a reason. Toledo won the game. So even my philosophy, if you just need to pick the winner in the MAC, I got wrong. That's how out of touch I am with MAC football. Who, boy, you better get ready to fade me next week when it comes to the MAC. Then I played Nebraska in the Big Ten. Nebraska had a chance, but they made too many costly mistakes turnovers, penalties, you name it. They had some shots against Illinois. They blew it. So we lose that plus seven and a half as well. We have a lot of chalk fest plays to go. And then of course we have the world series with the Astros under the one and a half in the first five out there. So we have a chance once again for a winning day, but now after all that jabbering, let's get to the main event. It is another mega card in the national football league. Recapping our midweek five with bill. I'm on the Vikings minus the three and a half of the Cardinals. I'm on the Panthers plus the four at the Falcons. I'm on the Rams plus the one and a half against the 49ers. I'm on the Colts minus the three against the Commanders. And I'm on the Texans plus the two and a half against the Titans. Yes, we got that one in before the Tannehill news became official. So we're going to add one total, and it's only a first half total. It is Denver and Jacksonville under the 20. So I want an early morning sweat. Denver has a really good defense. Denver, as we know, is really struggling offensively. And when in doubt, take the first half under. So that's what I'm going to do. Broncos and Jaguars under the 20 in the first half. Now, the rest of the card today is all going to be props. And we're going to start at quarterback. 
It is Zach Wilson of the Jets over 179 and a half yards passing against New England. So this is the biggest variance on my board this week, a 17.2% positive variance to the number. Five of the five models that I review have them going over the number. So once again, I'm going to take Zach Wilson of the Jets over the 179 and a half. Next up, well, it's a guy that I really like. It's P.J. Walker of Carolina over the 184 and a half yards passing at Atlanta. So I loved him last week, and he went over in a game script that I didn't expect. This week should set up much better than last week. Positive 13.9% variance. Five of five models, once again, that I review. Have him going over the number. So once again, P.J. Walker over the 184 and a half yards passing. Next up, a quarterback that I don't think I've ever played to the over, but I'm buying in. It's Daniel Jones of the New York Giants over the 197 and a half yards passing at Seattle. So Russell Wilson threw for 340 yards against the Seahawk D. That should be all I need to say to support the play. The rush defense has been bad overall, but last week the Seahawks held the Chargers to 3.5 yards per carry. I think they will sell out completely at all costs to stop Barkley. Jones has gone over this number in two of his last three against better competition. So I'm going to take Daniel Jones of the Giants over the 197 and a half. Next up, we got a running back and we're going to do some combos here this week. The first one is going to be Jonathan Taylor of Indianapolis over 88 and a half yards rushing and receiving against Washington. This is probably my favorite prop play on the board. So the Colts old line has been called out. Matt Ryan has lost his job. Taylor returned last week and averaged 5.8 yards per carry, but only had 10 attempts in that game. Taylor went over 100 yards on the ground 10 times last year. Only once this year has he gone over in the five games that he's played. Lots of blame to go around in Indy, but I expect all roads to lead to Jonathan Taylor on Sunday to help out this offense. I almost played as long as Rush at 15 and a half as well. That's how much I like Taylor this week. Once again, I'm on Jonathan Taylor. Combo yards, 88 and a half. I don't know if he'll get into the air or on the ground, but no matter what, I expect JT to deliver. Next up, it's Alvin Kamara of New Orleans over the 103 and a half yards against the Raiders. So Josh Jacobs has the bigger combo number in this matchup, but with several key pieces out again for the Saints, Facing a Raider D that gives up 366 yards per game, it's tough to pass up. He missed the rushing last week at Arizona. He missed the receiving number the prior week, but he hasn't missed the combo number over the last three weeks. So I'm going to take Elvin over the 103 and a half against the Raiders. Next up at wide receiver, it is Terrence Marshall of Carolina over the 27 and a half yards receiving at Atlanta. So this is the guy that I stumbled across during my P.J. Walker research last week. We went over the number last week on three targets in a game script that once again had the Panthers running most of the second half. Walker has had a ton of reps with Marshall this year. He targeted him on the very first play last week. I think you'll find him early and often this week as the Falcons try to take D.J. Moore away. So I really like Terrence Marshall of Carolina over the 27 and a half yards receiving at Atlanta. Next up, it is A.J. Brown of Philadelphia over the 68 and a half yards receiving against Pittsburgh. So this is a fear of missing out pick. So many others that I respect are on this play, so I'm just going to join him. It's not my handicap. Everyone else is on A.J. Brown, so I'm going to do it as well. Next up, it is Chase Claypool of Pittsburgh 
over 39 and a half yards receiving against Philadelphia. So my first gut was to back George Pickens, but everything for me is all juiced up. So Claypool is a nice second option. The Steelers have targeted him nine, seven, and eight in the last three games as they probably attempt to build up his trade value. He's gone over the yards and catches in each of the last three. I looked at both, but to avoid the heavy juice, I'm going to take the yards over catches. Might be a Packer next week, but I expect 40-plus on Sunday as a Steeler. Once again, I'm on Chase Claypool of Pittsburgh over the 39 and a half yards receiving. Next up on the card, it is Jerry Judy of Denver in the morning game over the 48 and a half yards receiving against Jacksonville. So Judy always has upside. He's gone over this number in five straight games. He's actually had four straight games with a long of over 30 yards. Hopefully Russell Wilson was taking notes last week. Judy had 11 targets, season high, seven receptions, season high, and 96 yards, second most this year with ripping at quarterback. Throw him the dang ball. Jerry Judy, Denver, over 48 and a half yards receiving. Then an early edge special here. This one is from Prop Stars. Jalen Waddle of Miami, over 67 and a half yards receiving. Once again, I think Prop Stars is the best in the business. He loves this play. I'm not going to question it. And he's going up against the Lions. I really can't question it. Once again, Waddle over 67 and a half yards receiving. Another one from the early edge show. It's from Uncle Dave. It's Wandale Robinson of the New York Giants over 43 and a half yards receiving. This aligns nicely with my Daniel Jones play. Kind of correlated there. The second round pick, our second round rookie out of Kentucky had six catches on eight targets last week against the Jaguars without a target in the second half. We might need targets in both halves this week to cash, but I do expect to cash. So I'm going to take Robinson over the 43 and a half yards receiving. Then the final play on the card is the nightcap for us. It is Romeo Dobbs over the 41 and a half yards receiving for Green Bay. Four targets, no catches last week. He's failed to go over this number in three straight, but Rodgers is running out of options. He's gone over this number only twice this season, but I expect him to be forced back into the spotlight on Sunday night. So I'm going to take Dobbs over the 41 and a half yards receiving for the Packers. So let's recap your card for a Sunday. It's a mega card. Your midweek five, we're in the Vikings minus the three and a half. We're in the Panthers plus the four. We're in the Rams plus the one and a half. We're in the Colts minus the three. We're on the Texans plus the two and a half. First half under, we're on Denver and Jacksonville under the 20. Quarterback props, we're on Zach Wilson of the Jets over 179 and a half yards. We're on P.J. Walker for Carolina over the 184 and a half yards passing. We're on Daniel Jones of the New York football Giants over the 197 and a half yards passing. And running back, combo yards here for Jonathan Taylor of Indianapolis over 88 and a half yards rushing plus receiving. We're on Elvin Kamara of New Orleans over the 103 and a half yards rushing and receiving. At wide receiver, we're on Terrence Marshall of Carolina over 27 and a half yards receiving. We're on A.J. Brown of Philadelphia over 68 and a half yards receiving. We're taking Chase Claypool of Pittsburgh, we think still, over 39 and a half yards receiving. We're on Jerry Judy of Denver over 48 and a half yards receiving. We're on Jalen Waddell of Miami over 67 and a half yards receiving. We're on Wandell Robinson of the New York Giants over 43 and a half yards receiving. And your final play, Romeo Dobbs of Green Bay over the 41 and a half yards receiving. So that's your card for a Sunday. As always, 
manage that bankroll. Don't chase money, have fun, and let's cast some tickets together. Good luck, everyone.